right, everybody, we are back with Give Them Lala with Ram. We are here. Hey. <laughs> We're here. I'm in St. George, Utah, quarantining at my mom's condo. Yes, and I am still here in Los Angeles. And today would be the day that we would be preparing to get married. Today would be the day. It's actually, I think we'd be about four hours away from walking down the aisle. Yeah. Which, you know, like I woke up this morning and I had a lot of, you know, really great text messages from friends and family just saying like, we're going to be celebrating this day no matter what, like, you know, just really sweet words. And I was really sad and you and I had our cry this morning. But then (laughs) you showed me the weather outside. Which is, by the way, I just want to say, thank God. Because if I woke up to a 75-degree blue sky, I think we both need therapy for a long time. So so the takeaway, the takeaway I agree with you, is I sent you that picture because the minute I opened my eyes, I was sad. And I saw the sky and I saw this bear tree and it just looked cold and dark. And I went out on the balcony and I was like, Lala's going to be so happy because I think we'd just be bummed, you know, that it was overcast right. and, and cold. And like we're, we are bummed, obviously it like sucks. No, but we have to find the silver lining. You have to. And I looked up on my phone. Cause again, I'm in Utah. I'm doing this podcast with Rand via FaceTime looking at that <laughs> sexy ass. <laughs> and it was like a high so we were going to get married at sunset, which was like 5.30, and it's a high of 64 at that time with like a little bit of peaking sun. I was like, oh, fuck this. Thank God. I, I think that God always has the bigger plan. Yes, nobody wanted this COVID, but I will say the only silver lining that we find today in this sadness and in this uh, you know, not having our wedding day is that the weather sucks and that at least when we push it and we pick our new date when things are safe, it'll be blue sky and hopefully 80 degrees. Well, and so many other brides have reached out to me being like, I oh, was really? supposed to get married. Yes, I was supposed to get married today. Like, I'm I'm so sad, but, you know, we're in this together. And I do. I feel this like weird bond with brides that have had their, are you going to cry? Yeah. Oh, babe, don't do that. <laughs> but like a, a bond with brides who have, you know, set a date that it no longer is taking place. And you have to find like our silver lining is the weather is yeah. shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot you can say. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, that, I mean, it just sucks. And, and it's heartbreaking. And we've known that we've changed the state now for a solid month, but that doesn't make it any easier today. But I will say that I do feel a blessing that the weather sucks and that we are going to have a magical day coming up as soon as this thing is, is over. And, and, uh, and I, nothing changes between us. You know, you're my, my soulmate and that doesn't, whether we get married today or we get married in two months from now or whatever day it is, I just know I'm spending the rest of my life with you. Well, I have. So it was. I've been here for like three or four days. I was at the house in LA with Rand, and I was like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Like, I cannot wake up in this house for one more day because I'm ready to assassinate everybody. I would like to use a better word for what you're trying to describe. 
What? We call it like redlining. You know, the throttle was all the way at nine. And the next thing is that the engine would blow. So, but I, but I want to tell you something. I, I've talked to a lot of people about this. And this is yeah. the truth. A lot of people are feeling the same way we're feeling. Like when I went down, you know, for a drive down to Laguna, like just getting out of the house and, and driving, obviously, you know, we're lucky that you have another place to go, you know, and take a few days and just get get away and see a change of scenery, just like I did when I did the RV thing. I, yeah. I think people don't realize, like peep the stress levels that we're all under of, you know, quarantining and same routine and we're trying to be creative every day. It's not easy. Right. It's not easy. Yeah. And I'm sure like it is weird being like, okay, well, they were supposed to get married on April 18th. Like they should be around each other. For me, it was like <laughs> when I decided to get in the car with my mom to come to Utah, I was like, you know what? April 18th was going to be that day. But now like I can't hold that date as anything of significance because it just is what it is. But it's you not. know, it's See, not significant anymore. At all. Our new day that we that that as soon as we know it's safe to confirm our new day, like that's gonna be the day we remember for the rest of our lives. And that's the day we're gonna celebrate our anniversaries. And, you know, I think you know, getting out of the house, I, I, I'm giving people advice. Like we like we are people that are best friends. We get along, you know, we've we, we love being with each other. I think if you can take a drive, take a break, get away for a day or two, it's it's healthy, you know? And I think that... Oh, yeah. And I'm here. I'm here in... With your St. maid George of honor. With, yes, my little BFF, who we were quarantined together when this shit all hit, like all this stuff <laughs> hit the fan. We were... She flew out for my bridal shower with my mom and her mom. And you haven't left each other. And so then we quarantined together in Palm Springs and then things started getting weird. So it was like, let's head back to LA, quarantine together there. And then things started getting intense. We were like, fuck this. Let's just hop in the car and quarantine <laughs> in St. George, Utah for a while. And it's been great. It has. Like, I miss you, but, you know, it's it's a different vibe in Utah. Like, this is my home state. I grew up coming to St. George like every other weekend. And it's just like, I get back. It, it's really weird to think about because, you know, the other day, and you know that this happened to me, I was looking online and I saw this article that came out, like this, another D-list blog. And it was about like the things that I had said in the on the after show about Sheena. And my heart just sank. And I went through, you know, Quarantine has offered me a lot of time to reflect on who I am and the person that I want to be. And I was reading it and I'm like, who is this person? That's like, you know, I thought back to how I treated Raquel and, you know, I'm always going to be a firecracker. That's just in my DNA. But there were things that, you know, I had been doing the past two years and I feel like the passing of my dad, like sobriety or not, I got sober for myself and my relationship. But I think the the hardening of just my soul and my spirit happened after my dad, where I looked at life and I was like, people need to toughen the fuck up. Shit's going to happen to you. And I just got very like hardened. I, there's no other way to put that. So well, can I say something? The two, a few nights ago when we were in bed and you were, you know, in tears for a, a long time, 
I felt like for the first time after I had seen what I the article that was written about things that I said, but also you had you had kind of like it was just like a cleansing. Like you were like, look, the last two years losing my dad, and 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 remember the anniversary of that is in a couple days. So I think two years now into the passing of your dad, for the first time, I felt in this relationship since that's happened that yeah. you were free. Like you now know that you, the walls have come up because that's just what somebody who has the loss that you've experienced had, had to do to survive. Because remember, I picked you up off the floor when this happened. And now people, you know, move on with their lives, but they don't, they don't sometimes people who don't experience that kind of loss forget that you're still dealing with it daily, if not hourly. And I feel like you built this wall up and you had a lot of resentment in life because your dad was taken from you. And I, and I told you that night when you were in tears, I said, I'm so proud of you that you can acknowledge, you know, all of this yeah. and that you now want to just move forward and go back because the, the, the Lala that I know that I get to see every day, I'm very lucky is the softest, mushiest love bug I've ever met. And I think that sometimes you get a, a bad rap, right? You only because, right? you know, but, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you're, it doesn't. Let me try to phrase it like this. It doesn't mean that you're going to let anybody walk all over you because we know that's not going to happen. No. But I think you're ready to like be okay and accepting over the loss, meaning you're just going to honor it the way that your dad would want you to honor it. And I think you had it. You just went into a full protective, you know, hardened part of you that you never experienced. That's what before. it is. Yeah. And you know, some people I will say it's like you're gonna get a hardened version of me because I just don't fuck with you like that. You know? Like that's just <laughs> well, that's what never it gonna is. Change. Like that's it's never not gonna change. because it's not because of your dad. Like drunk, sober, my dad here or gone, like <laughs> you're an asshole and I'm gonna be an asshole to you. But like looking at it and being like like the Raquel's of the world and the Sheena's of the world who are like just so sweet oh you know I and we all what baby no i want to say i just want to say something about sheena and i was telling um somebody this the other day i, I forgot who because i'm old and I don't forget. <laughs> but sheena i want to tell you something sheena has been our friend i know she's been your friend for way longer than me but since I, the day i met you that first yeah. couple weeks sheena was going to dinners with us she was always respectful of the relationship she always loved us together and i just want to give that shout out to sheena because i know you feel the same way sheena was a ride or die from day one since i met her when you introduced me and i just know the love you have for sheena is strong and i don't think it, it's conveyed you know in in some of that press that came out so i just want i yeah you're getting but I upset just, well and here's let me pull it upset? together for a second. <laughs> Why are you upset? Because I feel like in this time of being, you know, stuck with yourself, right. there's a lot of time to just like sit and think. And I, I think this, you know, I'll, this is a part of me that I'll, I'll always be very grateful for is where I can sit there and say, you know, law, you have been fucked up. There are changes that you need to make. And I just, when I was reading that blog of just listing these things that I had said during the after show for Vanderpump, and I just imagined Sheena reading that shit and like the way she would feel. Yeah. 
And I just like sat there and I'm like, what is wrong with you, Law? Like, what are you doing? And, you know, I felt so compelled to just like reach out to her and apologize. And you did and do I that. I feel like I'm, I know, and I feel like I'm on this like apology tour and I don't want that. Like, I know there's going to be many other times that I say I'm sorry, but like, I just need to get to a place with the passing of my dad where I'm still a sensitive person and I'm not like that right now. You know, I got very hardened by his passing because it just like, it was like someone pulled the rug out from under me. Like my life, I had my issues, but I felt like my life was really great. You know? Yeah. Well, listen, babe, I love you. Listen, you're, you're bringing me to tears again. So I'm going to try to say this. Because then we're both crying. Is gonna... I'm sorry. No. It's just like this Baby, whole listen. thing is just this. Everything is very emotional for me right now. But here's the thing. It's your wedding day. It was going to be our wedding day. And we're going to have a better wedding day. And your dad's passing. The anniversary is in a few days. But let me say this. You know, I cried with you the other night because I saw for the first time you wanting to make change. And, you know, people can't understand unless they've lost a parent as early as you have. Now, people can understand the loss because we've all gone through loss, but you were 27 years old and your dad was taken from you and he was your best friend. So, and I'm not, I just want to say, I'm not excusing the behavior. What I'm, what I'm saying to you because I love you and you're my partner is I'm giving you, I want you to give yourself more credit and be kinder to yourself because part of life is we all fuck up and we all make mistakes. And this was something that you couldn't control. I mean, I saw, I mean, I was there the first three months and I don't think anybody can grasp that in my entire life. And I'm 49 years old. I have never seen pain. I I just was lucky, I guess, right. To not see the pain that I saw you endure. And, and it did harden you and it, and it has made you, you know, the exterior and the, and a little tougher and a little more edgier and, you know, maybe your patience is shorter, but the fact that you're cleansing to this point and that you've been talking about this for days now, I mean, be kinder to yourself because it's okay. Like we all fuck up. Sheena loves you and, and Raquel, and you just had a podcast where you guys, you know, know your friends now. And, and instead of always looking backwards, I want you to look forward because, yeah. because life is beautiful and you're, we're going to have a beautiful life and a beautiful things. And, and everybody in the world through tragedy, and I've had my own and, and you've had your own, we have to kind of pick ourselves up and say, okay, I, I made some mistakes and, and how am I going to do better? And just the fact that you're able to talk about this on the podcast and sit in the bedroom the other night and cry to me and say, babe, I become hard. I need, I need to go back a little bit to where I, I was a few years ago. I give you mad props because your, your self-awareness these days, Law, is, is like tenfold. I, I, I've never seen you so dialed in. And that you've come along. I mean, you forget a year and a half ago, two years ago, you know, where, where you were in that kind of thing. So yeah. I think, I think you're in your greatest self right now. I do. I think you're in your most beautiful self I've ever seen you. So I want you to know that. Well, thank you, babe. And you know, I tell this to people a lot, like even people who have lost a dad, it's always going to be a different situation because we all have different, you know, different relationships with our parents. We all have different upbringings where like, 
you know, I opened up to you a lot about what I saw as far as my dad's health when I was very young and why I babied my dad so much Yeah, and why I had the relationship. Cause you said when you first met me, you were like, she talks to her dad like four times a day. Like this is so weird. No, I said it was worse than that. The first three <laughs> weeks I was like, I, I was telling my buddy, I'll never forget. I was like, this is a weird thing. She calls her dad literally three or four times a day. And I said, I, maybe I'm missing something. I never see anything like that. And on top of it, within like two months, you said, oh, you're coming to Utah. You have to be my dad. I'm like, what? But when I met him that first dinner uh, in Utah, I realized the bond you have with your dad is very unique and very special. So I was very blessed in those, you know, two years that I, I was, you know, I got to know your dad the way I did. Well, sometimes people will be like, Lala <laughs> is with Randall because she has like, she's seeking a father figure, oh. like she has daddy issues. And I'm like, I do have daddy issues. I have issues with daddies who weren't like mine. I think it's fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> that people don't understand that you had the greatest father and your relationship with him was was second to none. So, like, the last thing you have are those issues because you just were blessed to have a dad at that. Yeah, at, at and the I, love. he had such traumatic health issues that I watched from the time I was eight years old. Like, any little thing. I mean, I told you the time that he ate a ginger cookie yeah. and it was it cut his tongue. And because he was on blood thinners because of his heart, it turned into a life or death situation. They could not get the bleeding to stop. So every single day that I woke up as a child, up until he passed away, it was like everything every was, moment yes yeah. you know i just have to like baby him so so much well i just, so, I just want to say one thing i don't think people realize and i knew a certain extent but i think lately we've been talking about it a lot and i i had no idea i mean i cannot imagine as a child from eight years old to 27 years old anytime you know your dad had some issue i mean you were thinking maybe this is the last time i'm gonna see my dad so growing up that way the relationship obviously is even more intensified because you cherished every day with your dad. And I, and I think I look back now and understand why now, because you and your heart of hearts knew that it was borrowed time basically, right? Because of the yeah. health issues. So I think that's why your relationship was so beautiful. And so, you know, connected because you, you just, you cherished it. Like every day was the last day. So right. I love you for that. And you know, I got sober exactly six months after my dad's passing. And for me, that was my dad being like, I've given you enough time yeah. to mourn it. It's okay, babe. It's okay. It's and okay. now we're approaching the two-year anniversary of his death. And yeah. I'm feeling him again being like, you're nicer than this law. Yeah. Like, so I need to do him proud and, I need to go toes with people who deserve for me to, you know, like, yeah. and, and cherish the people who have really been sweet. And I have to share this before we go to a break. Yeah, we have to go to a break. Not, not let me the, just share wait, this. but not in the middle of you crying and sharing about your dad. So we'll, we'll hold off. And the thing that I love about our podcast, Rand, is I feel like it's raw and we can be ourselves and, yeah. you know, be entertaining, but have fun. And, um, so Sheena's mom, Erica, who I love and adore, sent me a text today that was just like, I'm thinking about you guys today. And, you know, like when she sent that to me, I thanked her. And then 
I just felt like I needed to apologize for the way that I spoke about her, her sweet kid. And her response was like, so beautiful and kind. Like it, it made my heart warm. Like, okay, like you don't need to beat yourself up over this anymore. Just do better and be better. And that's all I can ask for from, and that's what I want people who listen to this. I want that to be their takeaway. Like I know my following, if they're my fan, they're kind of like me a little bit hot-headed. <laughs> like they jump the gun a little bit, but like we're people and we, we have to just like love ourselves, you know? Yes. And by the way, I think that's a great thing to take away is forgiveness and not being so harsh on ourselves. And I tell you that, how much do I tell you, beat yourself up and it's not yeah. worth it law. You know what I mean? Because we have to be kind to ourselves, especially right now in this in the world that we're we're walking around in. Wow, this episode is like therapy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you my invoice. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, well, babe, let's take a quick break because we have a lot more to talk about. Hey, babes, we're back with Give Them Lala with Randall. All right, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> via FaceTime. Randall is like looking heavy duty, podcast looking boy. And I am, you know, I feel like I'm your guest today. I know. You know what? I'm going to interview you. Let, you know what? Let's do this. You're going to be my guest for the next 10 minutes. I want yes! I, I'm going to, I'm going to interview you about to make Vanderpump. it fun. Make it fun though. And light. okay, of course I'm not, we just, <laughs> we just did 20 minutes of, of, of cleansing, uh, uh, of our, you know, of our wedding and all that stuff. So here we go. We're going to, I'm going to interview you. Here we go. So my guest ladies and gentlemen is the one and only firecracker, sexy, beautiful stunner. My partner, Lala Kent. Welcome to the show. Hi, babe. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, Lala, I, I would love for you to share with us. There was a new episode of Vanderpump Rules this week. I'd love for you to just take us through it a little bit and, uh, and share your feelings on it. So this episode on Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so Randall and I got to attend Tom and Katie Schwartz's wedding, Vegas <sighs> wedding. Yes, yes, yes. And like, I remember that day because in my mind, and I even said this to Katie, I was like, this is your karma, bitch. For you being mean to me and calling me a whore. Oh my God. <laughs> and she laughed. I was like, you got to redo. And now I get to be there. And That's she thought amazing. it was funny. That's amazing. But like, it was so much fun. And it was like, sort of like gimmicky. Yeah. But I thought it was so beautiful. I did too. I was like, just the whole thing of like getting to redo it. Like you had your beautiful, stunning, actual wedding. And now you get to do it like everybody wants to really do it, you know? I agree. I thought, I thought there was, you know, because they're already married, sort of speak. Right. And it was like going there. It was just like, have fun, no pressure. But then, then when the actual moment happened, I was sitting there, I was so moved because I'm like, Oh my God, I'm getting to be here. Well, what become their actual real wedding certificate? So I got emotional because, you know, it was fun going. And then it was like, it was like moving. 
So I, I really like uh, that. You and I are such pussies. We're like such suckers for everything. It's like we manage to turn anything fun into being like, oh, it's so beautiful. I know. And I don't <laughs> we're think- definitely we're definitely theater geeks. You can tell. <laughs> you know? Like, I, you can tell. I agree. I agree with you. And I own that. And uh, I mean, it, you lo- well, you love to torture me when I'm watching commercials and I get emotional. You're like, are you crying? Like, leave me alone. Oh, no. You cry more than I do. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. Now, you know, Dana and Max have like parted ways and now she's starting to date. Okay. Brett. Oh, she is. Okay. Yes. Oh. Is there a bro code when it comes to that? Because this is the thing, like Dana and Max, they were exclusive. However, Max doesn't know what exclusive means. He's like, yeah, we're exclusive, but we're not like boyfriend and girlfriend. It's like, okay, well, that means exclusive. (laughs) And so if you are with a chick and you're not treating her correctly and someone else swoops in who happens to be your friend, like, is there a bro code or is it like, dude, you fucked up? They're good friends, the two of them? Like they're they're boys? Max and Brett? Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't, again, I don't yeah. know them super well, but they, they're like boys, you know? Okay. Here's the thing. I mean, at least when I was younger and, and all my buddies were all single, there is definitely a bro code. Like you would never go out with the, the a girl that one of your best friends or buddies went out with, no matter what the situation was. So, but again, I don't know if they're like really good friends or they're just work acquaintances. So I, I kind of like, I'd have to know more. Let's say middle of the ground. Like they're friends. Like they're not best friends, but they're more than just like work buddies. <laughs> oh, if they're more than work buddies and he didn't ask, that's a violation. Really? Yeah, that's a violation. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, just- most guys will tell you that. I don't know. I don't, I mean, at least all my friends, like, you know, we, we over the years back in the day, you know, we all, cross paths with each other and stuff. And there were moments where somebody would come to me or I would go to them and I'd say, Hey, you know, what was the situation? And so I, I definitely think it's a violation. If, if they're more than just coworkers. Yes. That's a violation. Like you should have asked a hundred percent. And this whole time that all of this stuff was going down with. So at the, the pool little get together with just myself, Ariana and Dana Dana had said, like, I'm not Brett's type. And I was like, you have to get that out of your head. Like, you have a vagina. You're everyone's type. All right. (laughs) I was like, you're hot and have a vag. You're everyone's type, bitch, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And I think that, like, people saying he's not my type or she's not my type is so stupid. Because in all honesty, if we're just going off types, like, I was not your type when we met. Correct. You were not my type. Correct. I had tattoos. I was like, blah, craziness. And you were usually dating more of like submissive people. And we looked through more than just like what our norm was. Because obviously what we were used to wasn't fucking working. (laughs) You know? Like, where is your type now? But that's, I think that's the point in this, is that when you fall for somebody, there's no such thing as a type. I used to think it, I think probably like you did, but yeah. the reality is you're right, that the, the right person is the right person and whether their personality and physical is completely different than what you think is your type, it's the soul within, you know, and I think like you and I, on paper of what we think our type was probably exactly wasn't 
like you said, and here we are, you know, getting married. So I I agree with you that people should just get out of that whole type bullshit because until you know somebody and until you spend time with them, like I've had more fun with you than I've had with anybody in my entire life. Right. And, and, And what does my mom always tell you? She tells you my son has never, I've never seen him more attentive ever in his life. And I call it more at attention because you're like yeah. a military sergeant. So <laughs> I would just say that that, but that's because I love you and I, and I, and I care about everything that you, you know, feel and think. And I, and I know you feel the same. So I just think people should stop with the type thing because you can yeah. miss out on, on, on something really magical. And I want to say this as well. Actually, two things. Okay. Number one, everyone is, and I remember being this way. Like before I met you, I was like, oh, like Katie doesn't have sex with her man. Like I am totally out there and sexual. And so when I hear people talk like that now, I'm like, you have no idea. Like you have to go beyond that because that shit does fade. Life gets in the way, people get stressed. You have kids in the mix. Like you have to have all your boxes checked, not just you have like- to know. You know what it is? You have to know that the person you're with, yeah, the sex is always awesome and it's great, but you can't drive a relationship out of sex because people if, people who do that, they end up either d- divorced or or broken up in a relationship no. within and when six you months. and I first got together. We were like little jackrabbit. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. This fucking life happens. Well, here's the thing. We're also busy. You travel. You work. You got kids. You got blah, 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 blah. And you got to find time. Look at us. We actually pick days. You and I. Oh, yeah. Look. I look at my book. I'm like, hey, are you free Saturday <laughs> at 7 p.m.? Oh, by the way. Meet I, me in oh the my bedroom. Gosh. Oh, my God. I have, <laughs> I have to tell you something exciting. When you come home this week. Oh, you're going to be so yeah. excited. This will play into helping us uh, continue our focus. Yeah. I put a new door in the master with a lock. Yes. So now when we want to have boy. so we want to have date night now, we just lock that bitch and we go. Lock that <laughs> bitch up. I love it. The second thing I want to say because before we go to our voicemails, I always talk about the new cast, like our new cast members. I put cast in quotes because they still haven't earned their place as a commercial because that's what they are. Except Dana Max and Brett, I think are a great addition. Like Dana and Max, five-star, throw them on the squad. Like, let's do the damn thing. Amazing. So whenever I refer to the new cast. You're not referring to them anymore. I'm not. Dana is my ride or die dog. Because I want to add to that. I always wonder that when you would just terrorize, you know, these general new cast and you and demolish them. Yeah. I always thought that you had Dana and Max severed because I know you're friends with both of them and you spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. yeah I mean, not a lot. I mean, not a lot, but you, but you respect them. Like, I know when you're with them, you really like no, them. No, I, I feel like they're a part of Vanderpump Rules. That's cool. I don't fast forward through their shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. I like that because I know that you have respect for both of them and, and that's really kind. Coming from an All OG. Right. Coming from an OG. Yeah, I'm an OG, and then there's OOGs, and then OOGs. Here's yeah. a qu- here's a question before we go to break. We got to go one more yeah. break, and then we'll come back with questions. Am I considered new cast, or am I considered special edition because I'm your fiance? No, you're like on the sitcoms when they have and a special <laughs> guest featured, you know, and everyone when they walk on the screen, they're like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, we're gonna ru- we're gonna go to break real quick. We're gonna come back and we're gonna answer a lot of questions. All right. Okay. Hello, everybody. It is yours truly, Lala Kent. With Ran, and we are back. 
It's weird because today I would officially be able to call you my husband, but I'm still going to call you my fiance. <laughs> God. Uh, we were boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time, and they're holding us down on the fiance trip, but they will get them in the end. We'll get them in the end. Yeah, I agree. So we have some fun questions. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to start us off with one of one, someone slid in my DMs actually with this epic question. Okay, let's hear. Okay. Okay, girl, this question is for your podcast. It's a little personal and it's not for everyone, which is why I'm writing you. You have talked a little bit about your relationship with Rand and your life outside of Vanderpump. Do y'all have a dom slash sub relationship or daddy slash little relationship? I have a very amazing relationship with my husband who is 16 years older than me. And when y'all talk, it reminds me of, of a similar thing. I love that you have a podcast. Keep on keeping on, girl. So we won't be able to play this because it's not a recording. This is a DM, but I loved the question. Oh, I love that question. Do we have a daddy slash little relationship? No, 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 absolutely not. And now I don't knock it. I don't knock anyone who does have a daddy. No, 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 no. But I'm not knocking. No, no, hold on. I want to be clear. I'm not knocking anybody's relationship. I just feel that you honestly, and I'm going to really, I say this with sincerity, you are way too tough for this to be any kind of other relationship than equal. We are, I just feel like we're partners, you know, through and through. And you know, that's the, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that either. And also I feel like Randall is very immature for a 49 year old. And I'm, I don't want to say I'm mature for a 29 year old. I kind of act Act twenty nine. Here's how I I like to I like to classify you. I think you're immature in all the best ways, like life and fun. But when it comes to taking care of our house, making sure the kids do their schoolwork, making sure we eat good, you are very mature when it comes to real life issues, and that's great for me. And I consider myself more of a passionate person <laughs> yeah we meet each other in the middle yeah but you are you are very mature in the important things in life and you're still very playful and immature in the fun part of life so i think you have a great balance but i think you and i are really teammates and and very equal i i told you the day i met you that i always look at you as my partner and and that's how i'm always gonna look at you yeah we could never have a dom sub relationship because i am everything but submissive like that i remember my mom as a kid talking about submissive women and i remember just being like oh i can never be that unless it's i'm like role-playing no if you're role-playing that's one thing but let me just tell you in your um list of qualities yeah you don't even know how to spell the word submissive so we'll just move on from that word because that's not who you are right but i love but i love the strong woman that you are and 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 what you stand for so i i would not want to change one thing okay next voicemail hi lala and randall my name is jordan i'm from vancouver british columbia Um, my question is for lala i've been watching vanderpump rules since i was probably in grade 10 um and you've always been my favorite um my question is a lot of the newbies as you call them this season seem to be talking a lot of smack in their personal little diary room stories. And I'm wondering, does that affect any relationship you or your other castmates have with them in real life? Or is it all good? 
Uh, once again, I love watching you on the show, and I love how Randall's in it as well, and I get to see your relationship, and I also love the podcast. Oh, Jordan. That's so nice. Jordan from Vancouver. No, you know what? I've noticed, too, like, all of these little newbies talk mad shit. Like, I think Danica, like, slammed me for something and slammed Stassi. Oh. And I couldn't have been more not interested. It was like, okay, well, this is, like, she, I, no, like, I'm so unaffected. Here's when I get affected. When I have a Jennifer Lawrence coming for me, affected. Yeah. A Danica Doe, <laughs> fucking walk in the park. Like, no need, like, it doesn't affect me at all. I just look at it as like, okay, like, she needs more than 16,000 followers. I get it. Like, so she tagged me. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Here let her get go. a measly 20 more, and I move on. Wow. You know? Okay. Like, Stassi. I would say I'm more sensitive than Stassi. Stassi sometimes, like, if I see a DM from someone that's mean, she's like, Law, please let it go. Like, who is this person from bumfuck Wisconsin? Not that there's anything wrong yeah, with Wisconsin. Don't hate on Wisconsin because we were, uh, you know. I love cheese. I actually love Wisconsin. <laughs> but you know what I mean? She's just saying, like, this person who, like, doesn't, you're never no. going to meet them. They don't know you. Babe, I, you get I, what I mean. What have I, no, but what have I said to you always? I've watched you over four years where some days you just wake up and you're, you know, you're, you're a sensitive person. And some days you wake up and, and you're more effective than others. And I see you going, I, I said, what are you reading, babe? And you're like, this motherfucker, this person's talking shit and insulting us or blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I'll say, well, babe, let it go. But I'm the same way. I call you some days and you're like, hon, what are you doing? I'm like, this person has the audacity to insult my physical appearance. Yes. And you're like, well, because Randall, but we're people, we're human beings, we're people, but th they think like we're robots or something. It's like, dude, we also are human beings. Like why? Like if you don't like it, here's my thing about social media. If you don't like us, unfollow us. Why do you have to be insulting and mean? It's so disgusting. I don't know. So I attack back sometimes. I do. I'm guilty. Yeah. There was this girl who slid in my DM and I read it to Madison last night. And she was just berating me like my sobriety, calling me a dry drunk, like the way you treat people, blah, blah, blah. And so I responded. I was like, babe, could you please fuck off? Wow. And she responded. She goes, mature response. And in my head, in my head, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even need to respond because it's like, what kind of response were you looking for? Just the light shit up. Just the light an shit An explanation? Who are you? I will never meet you. I've already deleted the DM. I couldn't even tell you her name or what she looked like. <laughs> like the only response you deserve for an email or a DM like that to someone you don't know is like, fuck off. Yeah. I, I agree. Listen, I get it too. And I, I, I never, but I never got it till I, till I started dating you. And oh, babe, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But when I see it and I'm like, <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Like, why? If you don't like me or you don't like something about me, why do you feel the need to, like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't text at all? That's my You take. know what? Like, back in the day, Italian men were super fat, and that's how you knew they were loaded, like, super rich, <laughs> because you knew, like, oh, they're eating good. So, like, you know? Yeah, there we go. You're so, I'm an Italian <laughs> fat man. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, when did this become, like, something where it was, like, we all sit here and it's projected all the time, like, don't body shame, don't do this. And then all of these people do exactly that. But that's what I understand. It's like it's like insulting somebody. Thank God I'm a confident, successful man. 
and and I really don't give a shit what somebody says at the end of the day. I just like to give it back so they feel. But and, and two wrongs don't make a right. But at the end of the day, like who gives you the authority on what is okay and what's not? And I just think people have really lost their way. I will say one thing: it during this quarantine time, I have found less of the negative. Do you notice that? Yeah. I feel yeah. like people have really rechecked themselves, and I really hope we come out of this quarantine that people have more of uh, appreciation or kinder because we, you know, uh, hopefully people got a little smack down the, the ones that were out of line, you know, and hopefully they change yeah. their tune. Let's hear another question though. Okay. Let me give another question. Let me find one. Hi, Lala with Rand. I'm Marilyn. I uh, just wanted to call in and say I'm loving the podcast and getting to know you guys as a couple. It's really, really cool. Um, Rand, yes, you have a great voice. I love it. And I just wanted to call because to say I love you guys, I love the podcast, and ask you a quick question. So I was just wondering, Randall, what are your top five must-watch films? Some that you've showed to Lala or not, and some that you think everyone should watch. So um hope to hear from you guys, and can't wait to keep listening. Ooh, this is a good question. I want to know, too. <laughs> That's a really good question. Top five movies. <laughs> That's tough for me because I'm such a movie geek, but I will, I will try to pick five that I think are diverse because I have so many. Um, Number one for me is always going to be Scarface, Al Pacino. I think that Gladiator is one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay. I think Goodfellas is one of the greatest movies of all time. On a lighter note, I would pick... Well, I would say Casablanca, everybody should see. That's four. Okay. And then five, The Notebook. I think those are five of the really, you know, those are very. Wow. Yeah. Those are five different kinds of movies. And I, you know, I want to be diverse because I lean towards more action, tough guy films. But the movies like Randall and I always have the hardest time picking a movie because (laughs) I like comedy and light and fun. And he's always like, let's watch this really depressing (laughs) movie. I only like I like it dark. Oh, my God. (laughs) You like anything. You love it dark. Will Ferrell. Adam, I mean, you, I love comedy too, but I don't love it as much as I like the more dramatic stuff. Yeah, like I, I fall asleep to with my earpods in to Seinfeld. Like that's what makes me calm and go to sleep. Well, you actually made me walk out of one of the greatest American Broadway plays with the biggest movie star in the world because you you're you couldn't take it the heavy how dark and heavy it was. Do you remember that? Oh my God! I was like, and. That was during my time that I was trying not to drink and I was like trying to like make you think I wasn't liking to drink and all I wanted was to like sneak a fucking cocktail. You know, I was like, this is not good. Get me to a place where I can sneak an alcoholic beverage. Oh my God. Okay. That's not where I was going with this, but thank you for that information. Well, I'm just sharing. Sharing is caring. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but I, I, I do agree uh, that you're not good with, with the heavier stuff. That's why you binge watch every night friends and Seinfeld, which by the way, you got me into your enthusiasm. Can I tell you, I bought you a gift today. It's not an emotional gift. It's not a heavy gift. It's actually light. So I, I just, I can't keep a secret. You know I suck at that. Tell me. Tell me what my gift is. I bought the turkey on the stick. What? From Friends. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. It comes in four days. Wait. The turkey on the stick? Yeah. It's like a big 
turkey, fake turkey on a stick from friends and and it uh and it says wait the one that he put on his head i, I don't know where he put it but it, and it says property of warner brothers on it and it's like one of three no way yeah, i ordered it yesterday <laughs> that is the best gift out of everything i've ever gotten chanel's birkins cars that is the what that's the yes. best yeah. Oh shit! I have to keep going in the future with this. No, I've th- always known this. I'm easy to please. I come off as being very difficult and bougie, but I'm like easy peasy. No, I thought you'd like this, and I thought it would be a fun, lighthearted thing during these times. So, yes, it'll be here this week. That is gangster. <laughs> so, since you are looking like the podcast king, and I'm just doing this via FaceTime. Would you like to do the honors of signing us out, Lala Kent style? Of course. Let's see if we know how. Hold on. I have to try. Here we go. Uh, well, we are so grateful for to have you guys on our podcast this week. Stay safe. Stay healthy, sexy babies. It's <laughs> Give Them Lala with Rant. I don't know. That sounded stupid. Okay, I'll so. sign us out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank y'all so so much for tuning into this episode. I hope that you slay the inside of your homes, stay healthy and safe, and we will catch you next week. Hi guys, my name is Amanda, and I just wanted to say, I don't even have a question. I just wanted to say that through these crazy times, you guys are what's getting me through, you know, working out. I go for like a four mile, five mile walk, and I get to listen to you guys. And for that short period of time, it just makes me forget about everything that's going on right now in this crazy world. I think you guys are batshit crazy and hilarious. And I just want to let you know that you guys are awesome and keep at it. You're doing a great job and you're getting all of us through it. So kudos, good job. And especially me being a stay-at-home mom, Randall, you know how that is with kids. Lala, you know how that is with kids. It's crazy. So, anyway, I love you both. You're awesome. And keep up the good work. Thanks to everyone who's already left us so many great messages. Keep them coming because we love hearing from all of you guys. Call us anytime at 866-LALAPOD. That's 866-LALAPOD. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.